in Maryland. Rock Cartel talks to us about growing up there and how he got into music. He comes from a very musical family. His grandfather is a very well-known DJ in the area. DJ still DJs to this day. Clubs and parties was on the radio back in the day. His dad's a musician. His uncle's a musician. So he was exposed to music very early on, and his craft is in the songwriting and lyrics. Even as a young kid, his brother, sister, and him would always write lyrics together. He talked about fronting a few bands growing up. The moment he decided he wanted to pursue a career in music full-time, moving out to Los Angeles, how COVID affected him obviously directly as an artist, but the way he was able to adapt to the pandemic was very, very creative. So he tells us all about how he was able to pivot what was going on as far as the live shows being shut down. And he tells us all about his brand new record coming out, Time Is Now 3. You can watch our interview with Rock Cartel on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Rock Cartel. Our podcast is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. And I'm really uh, excited to talk to you about this tour you're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank Super you cool. for having me. First of all, Adam, I appreciate it. Oh, of course, man. I love what you're doing. It's really cool. Really uh, creative. I mean, by the way, so yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. It. But um, tell me, first of all, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in PG County, Maryland. Okay. Um, yeah, like born all the way, raised all the way, PG County, Maryland for literally my almost my whole life. I just relocated to LA in 2018. Oh, okay, because um, I know that you're doing the the west the west coast on this tour you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm on the west okay. coast. Yeah, okay. I'm moving around on the west coast with it for sure. So you recently moved there in 2018. Yep, 2018 in June 2018 is when I made the move. I came to the studio here in 2017 uh-huh. just to make a quick visit and see see how it is, see how I like it, and I loved it, man. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I love being around good energy, you know, good uh-huh. vibes. And it's a lot, it's a lot of good energy, good vibes out here, good weather too. So sure. It's one of those places where I, uh I'm gonna start I'm gonna start going back home like a little more often now. Uh-huh. But it's definitely one of the places right now where I feel like this is where I need to be. I don't know if I'll be here forever, but I definitely love LA. That's cool. I'm from I'm originally from Southern California. So I'm from San Diego, but I okay, do appreciate cool. LA and Southern California. I moved uh, during, I mean, within the last, uh, I moved here in February. I moved in middle of Tennessee to Nashville. So it's a bit different oh, for me here. Now. Yeah. Gotcha, weather wise. Yeah. I, I, I kind of left the perfect 70 and sunny weather to now I'm actually seeing seasons and rain and right. <laughs> humidity and right, all that right. out here, but <laughs> I like yeah. it. So, uh, first off, how, how did you get into music? Uh, I was born into music pretty much. So my grandfather, he's a DJ. I mean, he's 72, but he's still DJing to this day. Literally really? every single, literally every single day he's DJing. He has a, he has, he has a setup set up. He has like this little online radio station that he's been playing around with during COVID. But he also mainly do like clubs and not clubs, but parties and, and, and setups. Like growing up, he was like one of the hottest DJs in my city in the DMV. His radio, his name was on the radio every Friday and all that stuff. So wow, um, he's all about music. Uh, my uncle, my uncle, or my great uncle actually, 
he lives overseas, but he's he's a musician. My father was is a musician. You know, I remember being young, being like nine, ten years old. He would have uh, we would we would just write lyrics. Me and my sister, my brother, we would just write lyrics. And I was young. I was really young. That was like a bonding. So that's we, uh, cool. Yeah, it was. It was. It's definitely. It's definitely in our in our blood. Uh huh. Sure. Wow. So really young. You're writing lyrics with your brother and sister. Yep. And how did when did you start really? Um, you know, were you performing as a as a hip hop artist first? Like, what was the first kind of step, or did you learn an instrument first aside from writing? Uh, I, I'm. 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 My my specialty and what kind of what I always came into was writing. Okay. Like, I know how to uh, dip and dab with a few instruments here and there, but uh-huh. my specialty is my writing and my vocals. Sure. Um, and like my delivery, like I, I can tell, I, I can just tell, like that's my God gifted talent mm-hmm. when it comes to, and also my ear for for for, for good music. You know, whether if it's all over the board, my ear for good music. So, uh, yeah, I kind of honed in on what I'm what I'm very good at, and this writing. Sure. And did you start like were you in hip hop groups growing up or like how did you first start in into performing? I actually wasn't. So I, I don't know if you're familiar, but back in the DMV, back in DC, Maryland, we got something called Go-Go, Go-Go music. No, so, tell me about that. So Go-Go music is like the origination of not the origination. It's almost like a, a, a next step of, of jazz and soul music, right? Right. Like back back in the fifties and the sixties, when jazz and soul was was really doing its thing, like that's almost where Go Go originated from. Um, Chuck Brown, he's one of the originators. He credits oh, okay. Go Go. I know, I yeah. know Chuck Brown's music. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's he's definitely one of the originators, and it's just been a, it's just been a DMV thing. It's been a culture thing growing up there. So I I had a band myself when I was growing up. I was like Lee Mike. And my other band, I was playing like keyboards and everything. So, like, and this was maybe, I think I was probably like 14, 15, 16 years old around the time. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't even taking like a hip hop career or, or a music career serious at this time. I was just, you know, music was just it. Like, uh-huh. it was just music. So, sure. um, then, you know, after, after playing the Go Go's a little bit, that's when I was like, you know, I'm gonna take this, uh, I'm gonna take this music business serious, take the pop serious. Kind of how it went from there. What? How old are you when you decided to take it seriously? And was there a particular moment that you can remember that you decided to make that decision, or it just kind of came? I was 17. I was 17, and I was, I was already like recording here and there, writing songs, but. It wasn't like something that I thought I was gonna do, like for sure, for sure. Cause I remember my dream, my so I had two original dreams. It was either music or football. But I okay. could never, I could never get good. I, I could never, I could never get good grades in school and all that good stuff. So um, once I realized, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to the NFL. Um, music was always something that I did, regardless. But that's when I said, I'm, I'm gonna do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make, make it a thing. I'm going to make it full time. And, you know, that was 2011 when I decided to make that decision. Actually, 2010. And uh, here we are 11 years later. Wow. 
So once you made that decision, okay, this is going to be my thing. Like, how do you first start trying to cut your teeth doing it? Like, do you start, were you already performing? I mean, you were in a band prior. Were you already performing around the Maryland area? Or like, what, what was the first like big step you did? Yeah, we, um, me and a couple of my homies, like, we just started just going around doing local. Because I had a, uh, I still got a couple of homies. They, they, they like rap too. They in the hip hop scene too. And so we will we'll just come together and just go to different. Like I remember starting out one of the first places I started out as far as uh, my music career was Island Cafe. They were uh, I don't I don't think it's I don't think we're not even doing it no more. That's how that's how much of a classic it was. <laughs> it was like back in 2010, 2011. Island Cafe was like a showcase spot, like an open mic spot where you could just go. A lot of people didn't even know because at this time, uh, the hip hop scene and the DMV wasn't wasn't on yet. It was still everybody was still on go go. It was all go go. So uh, at this time, you know, I'm I'm all right now, and I'm going to Island Cafe. I'm getting on the bus. I'm getting on the train, literally, you know. So we pulling up to the showcase or the open mic. Maybe about 20, 25 people in there sometimes, or maybe less. Uh-huh. And then we just grinding, you know, just grinding, just being motivated and building that up, continue doing that, releasing songs, shooting music videos, doing a whole nine yards. But it wasn't until 2016, honestly, is when I started to learn the business. And when I started to learn the business, that's when I realized like I, I could have been releasing music a lot more professional. Mm-hmm. At that time, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the like the the old mixtape site days. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, like the live mixtapes, the dot piffs, the um, it was even Spinrilla. It was a mm-hmm. it was a few different platforms. So, but that time, uploading on dot piff and maybe SoundCloud sometimes. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of all we. That's kind of all I really knew. But then, as I got into the business a little more, we started to learn the business. I started to get a more understanding of it. So from so yeah, so first you started doing the mixtapes, p- posting those up on there and SoundCloud, and then when when you said you, it wasn't until 2016, when you started p- releasing music more professionally. What would you like? Can you explain that a little bit to me? Was that like when you put something up on Spotify or like was there? Yeah, so 2016, not only just distributing, you know, through actual distributor. But understanding PR campaigns or ah, sure. you know, um, understanding a marketing plan behind a release mm-hmm. rather than just slapping it out, understanding that there's always a plan behind it. Uh, there's, a, there's, 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 there's probably about a month or two before the release that's, that's, that's led up to the release. Uh-huh. So all of that was, I mean... I, if, I I never I went I never went to music business school so if I didn't go and acquire that knowledge I wouldn't have not known. Uh-huh. But um that just goes from years and years and years of doing it wrong, and then you're like wait a minute like some 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 something right because eventually what happens is what happens especially in the music business period is that some somebody always come and does it for the artist uh-huh. unless the artist knows how to do it for themselves so. Sure. In my, in my case, I didn't have nobody to, you know, come and sign me earlier on when, when everything was hyped up and, um, or, you know, and, and I'm glad it didn't happen that way because then I would have been ignorant to what I need to learn. 
you know, that mm-hmm. person would have had the funds and, and, and they would have had the knowledge. And I was just been, you know, their, their, their toy for the moment. Right. So it made me take the, it made me take the longer path of learning the business and learning what the labels do, learning what the managers do on how to get a song out there to the market, you know, and, and, and properly release the song so it can have the best chance of success, you know, depending on the budget. So I, um, I took the time to study that with a homie of mine. And ever since then, I've been, I actually love learning about the music business. I read, I read about the music business every day. It's about, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I love it just as much as making the music now. Mm-hmm. And so from there, like once you started to get the plan, you, you're, you're learning about, you know, the industry. Is that when you decided to make the move to LA or like what, how did you get to Los Angeles? What was the decision there? Uh, to be honest, bro, I think it was just like a, I don't know, music wise. Yeah. But I feel like even if I was back home and I still, and I still learn what I learned, I could have made an impact there too. And I, I kind of already had a little following there as well, but for me, it was just change of pace. I mean, it was, just, it, it was more so just like a personal thing. Like mm-hmm. I want to be around more like-minded business individuals like I, at that at that time and then you know once i get to where i want to be i could bring it back home you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh you know just just putting myself around people who are driven to go in a direction that i want to go into but they also got that discipline you know so that i can, I can learn from as well and then on top of that, it means beautiful as hell out here, bro. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to beat, up. right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to beat. I, once I saw them houses on the mountains, I said, oh, hell no. I'm coming back. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, oh, well, I want to know, once you get out there, okay, so where were you? You've put out, what, you put out two EPs already last year, and you've got another one coming out, right? Time is now part yeah. three. Yeah, so, part three that comes out on the 23rd. Okay. Um, so you put out two last year. Where were you in 2019? What were you up to when this whole pandemic hit? Because that's kind of what, what leads into what you've got going now, right? I mean, what I want to talk to you about this tour you put together, but so like 2019, yeah. end of 2019, in the early 2020, like where, where were you at? Was time and it did time has now come out before the pandemic or after? Now it actually came out after the pandemic, to okay, be honest. So, so let me tell you, I'll tell you a little story. Okay. So time is now, originally I got that idea. It wasn't even an EP idea. I was thinking about putting on like a little, uh, like a little summertime, summertime day party out here called Time is Now mm-hmm. in LA because this is like the scene for it. And I've, I, I've, I've actually threw a gig out here before, like a creative gig that I performed that last time in 2019. And it was pretty successful. So I'm like, I'm going to throw an event called Time Is Now. It's going to be like the biggest summer bash of L.A. or, or in, in L.A. that day. You know, my, that's yeah. what I was thinking at the time. So, boom, then COVID hit. COVID hit. That, that goes out the window. Sure. But then I realized, I realized, I realized all the resources that I was putting into that, it wasn't really like a passion of mine to do that. 
mm-hmm. at least not right now. I, I would love to do that soon, but it wasn't a passion man to do that. So I realized like I could have been. I feel I feel like I was avoiding what I really want to do, and I was putting my put more of my funds in you know into my business and into my brand. And mm-hmm. when COVID hit, I, I kind of had no choice. It, it, it got to the point where I had no choice because I was gonna put thousands into this thousands into this this, this day party essentially. Uh-huh. And I could have been putting thousands into my own craft, and I'll reap the benefits later on where I can really fill my own festival. So, yeah. So next, you know, time is now became a, a, a EP and a song, and I'm happy, happy it went that way because COVID made me realize I was bullshit. Mm-hmm. So then, when when do you start this this tour that you did? Tell me about the story. I read about it, but I want to hear you you tell everybody else like the idea behind it and 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 how it all yeah. kind of came together. <laughs> So you know how when venues was still venues were still unsure about when they was gonna open up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I um I'm not gonna wait to perform. I love <laughs> to perform. I love to do music. <laughs> like that's what I do. And right. on top of that, I finally found one of the main reasons why I'm LA in LA in the first place. It took me it took me three years to figure this out. But this is the best place for me to set up and perform. Like anywhere. Like Hollywood Boulevard. I'm I'm near Hollywood Boulevard right now. Hollywood Boulevard, Venice, Santa Monica, Vegas. I'm like, damn, I could have been utilizing these areas all this time. So I said, I'm gonna set up a tour, like a real deal tour. I'm gonna have the dates, the times, and locations, and we're gonna live stream it, merch, everything. And I'm not going to wait for no venues. By January this year, people started coming out. Even though it wasn't fully open, people was already out kind of sort of in January. So uh-huh. I was able to go out to the boulevard of Venice and still have a good a good crowd and tourists as well. So that that's where the idea came from. It just came from not waiting. I just wanted it. I wanted to perform. I love that. And you, you just, yeah, you just went out and started street performing, right? I mean, I didn't really, yeah. so you live streamed it. You, I mean, that's such a cool, creative thing. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard yeah. anyone else doing that. Just, you know what? I'm just going to go set up outside. I don't care less. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I don't need a venue. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. That's how it was pretty much. We live streamed and everything and it had merch, merch giveaways and all the good stuff too, so. It was nice. Vegas was the last one that I just did, and then we set up a, a few more dates starting starting the end of July. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And then so time has now started out as an idea for a party, turned into an EP. Yeah. And then time is what tell me about time is now too. When did that come out? Was that during this street performance thing or prior to that? It came out, it came out right before. Okay. It came out right came out right before. I think time is now too came out. I can't remember. I know it came out in 2020, but it came out right before the idea of, uh, uh, and I, I don't think, I think when it came out, that's that's when the um, idea kind of came about. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I just want I just wanted to keep going as far as time is now too goes. I just want to, I, I, I had so much to, all my creative juices is flowing, so I, I just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no slowing down. Is there any ask, or do you have I mean, are you going to keep doing the tour this way or are you going to try to get into a venue or is it like why I can perform to just as many people outside as I can inside a venue? 
Uh, I'm working it. Um, I think uh, I, th- I think I think it's gonna happen eventually. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I'm kind of right now just more so focused on building up the brand, building up the audience, and when these venues want to contact me for for something, I'll be here. Sure, that's cool. So you're currently on tour, then, right? So to speak. Yeah, yeah. We yeah we took a break this month, but we start back at the end of July. Wow. We took a break in June, my bet. And are you gonna? Where are you? Are you headed from LA? Are you gonna go up the coast, down? What's the plan for the tour? So the next, the next wave of dates, we got four solid dates. Because uh, I'm only gonna go from this time. Because I went from January till May, so we took a break, and then we're gonna go from end of July up until the first week of September, I believe, or second week of September. Wow. But, um, how far did you go on that first tour real quick? Vegas was the furthest. Okay. And then uh, San Diego. San Diego in August. And then um, and then Vegas again for Labor Day weekend. Oh, wow. Where in San Diego? One of the hot spots. Like, that's one thing tricky about, like, performing on the streets is figuring out where. So where to go? Sure. We still, yeah, we still, we're still working on that. I've never been to San Diego, so I'm still, I'm still working on it now. But I'm definitely going to San Diego. Okay, I'm from San Diego. I can give you some spots. <laughs> oh, you are. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. I would. I mean, I'm thinking like tourists. You, you could do real well, uh, probably around um, like Belmont Park, Mission Beach. There where the mm-hmm. big roller coaster mm-hmm. is. There's a big, there's a roll, not a big roller coaster, but there's a roller coaster down there. It's right on the boardwalk of the coast. Okay. And a lot of people cruise yeah, down I saw, there. I saw, I saw, I saw that when I looked it up, Belmont Park. I definitely yeah. had that on my list. Yeah. Belmont Park, or I'd say like gas lamp area downtown. There's a lot of people that can get some foot traffic down there. Yeah. Yeah. Gas lamp. That's what they call it. Gans, gas lamp. Yeah. Like a gas lamp. Uh, gas lamp. Yeah. Okay. I'd suggest okay. those, and I would even suggest maybe like University Avenue, 30th and University Avenue, like North Park area. There's a lot of foot traffic there. All right. I'm, I'm writing these down, as you say it, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think those would be cool spots. I think people would get a, you know. For sure. Yeah, you'd definitely get some some eyes on you there. For and sure, as I said, sure, I think sure. what you're doing is really cool. I think it's really cool. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. And then the most recent song you've just dropped uh, is called High Road. Why don't, why don't you tell me about that one? Oh, yeah, that's that's called High Road. Uh, I, that, that's one of those songs, like the explanation. That's one of those uh, situations where, you know, I just felt like I just need to take the high road on the say a, a lot of my expression comes in the form of my music. So... I'm not really the much of a, 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 a I want to say talkative person in person, but uh-huh. I think I think my more of me comes in my music. So like, you, you could probably be sitting down talking to me for an hour, but you probably will learn more about me through my music just because that's more of a uh, that's that's, that's that's it's like a diary, uh-huh. you know, where all of me comes out. So, um, High Road was one of those situations where. I feel like, well, situation happened in personal life, family life. I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh-huh. I had a choice to make. I could have either, you know, got pissed off and, 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 and you know, reverted to an old habit of mine or, 
Or I could have just took the high road and let it go. And then just keep on moving forward and then use that as ammunition. So for my own, for my own, like, so high road is kind of, that's exactly what it means. Like, whatever, not just for me personally, whoever, whatever situation anybody got going on, um, the high road is right there. You can either, um, my bad. You can either, you can either take the high road or, or you could, you know, you could, you, you, you could sit right here and play around with it. So, for me, it was about taking the high road. I love it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, man, for for telling me about your story and all the cool things you have. I mean, the idea you have is so rad. Like the the street performing tour, I think is such a cool, creative thing. And those are some cool spots. Like I, I said in San Diego, definitely you should check those out at least. Um, for sure. Yeah, thank and you I for do. That too. Yeah, yeah, I do have one more question for you before I let you go today. Uh, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. For sure. My biggest advice for any artist is to learn your business. Learn your business. Because we sometimes forget that it is a business. So any artist needs to learn their business right because they're their own entrepreneur as well again we rather not have somebody come in and do the job for us we rather have somebody come in and assist us with the job rather than a situation where somebody comes in and they have all the knowledge and power over you and you are more so a slave to them rather than a business part business partner to them so that's what you know. That's what these. That's what these major labels get caught up in the heat sometimes because and, and the artists blame the labels. Well, that's because the artists didn't have the education prior to the signing the deal. You had the education prior, you would understand clearer what kind of situation it was, and then you can put yourself in a situation where you got leverage, and you could go into a partnership rather than. The, the label doing everything for you because that's the way they 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 rather a partnership truly, but they know a lot of artists just don't even want to go get the knowledge. So that's my advice to any aspiring artist that learn the business. Bring it backwards.